0: happy day everyone i <laughs> cannot with you happy day well i feel like i say the same thing every time like hey everyone or uh-huh. whatever it's so happy day happy day That's everyone new jam. <laughs> yeah so happy day welcome to blonde moments <laughs>
1: podcast
0: I'm Gina Bogey.
1: And I am Melinda Collins. And, and we're here for you. We are. And we're here for each other. Yes. And sometimes I
0: wonder if we're here most for each other.
1: I think we are. And the wine.
0: And the wine. Or yeah. whatever the hell we choose to drink that day. Because we entertain each other the most, maybe. Yep. Hopefully we're entertaining other people. <laughs> <laughs> and if we're not, uh, oh well. We have two listeners. <laughs> Our parents. Our parents. Well, <laughs> my parents. Your parents, not yeah. yours. <laughs> oh my god! If my dad ever listened to this, I'd be so embarrassed. He'd be like, "Why are you telling me all about?" Because you're weird, Dad. Sniffing my pants. The shit and...
1: you've made me do in my <laughs> life is weird. <laughs> Making me wear bread bags. Ugh. I the sniffing the pants thing is still f- weird to me. Like he can't just use his own nose and sniff pants. His
0: he he has had his nose broken more than once, more than twice. Then if you're
1: in doubt, just wash your pants yeah, and don't wear his those.
0: Sniffer doesn't work very well, so he Jesus. he needed a second nose. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why you have children, right? Yeah, absolutely. If I get older and I can't smell, you better believe i am be like,
1: smell my shirt. No. Did my pit stink? Then just take your shirt off, get a new one on, and wash it,
0: if in, in doubt. What if I'm getting old and I can't remember I put deodorant on? I'm like, smell my armpit. Is there deodorant If there? you
1: are in doubt, go change your shirt and put on some deodorant. Use <laughs> what a washcloth. I'm cloth. not feeling that, like I'm too lazy? Well, then you got bigger problems. I don't think your grown-ass children <laughs> are going to want to be sniffing your pit. My
0: kids wouldn't. They would be like,
1: ew. Yeah, good. You've raised them right then. Oh, my God. Well, I have an epic frickin' story that popped up on my news feed that is so freaking out there. I cannot believe this is a true story. That it is a true story? It is a true story. Okay. A man who lost his penis due to an infection had a <gasps> new one built on his arm, and while the arm appendage was to be transferred to where it belonged, It has been on the man's left arm for four years. (gasps) What? His name is Malcolm McDonald. He's 45. He he lost his penis in 2014 after a long-term perineum infection that turned into sepsis, something which ultimately caused his penis to drop off. Oh, my God. Like, how is that? How is that a thing? You just pull your pants
0: down to pee one day and boop! <laughs> off it goes. Just... <laughs> your dick falls on the
1: bathroom floor. So the, in attempt Ugh. to give him another penis, the surgeon- Hold on one okay, second Okay, don't here. go that far hold, yet. Okay. Hold on. You got some questions for me. <laughs> okay,
0: if his dick fell off from a massive infection, do you know how nasty that thing was looking and smelling? Mm. It was like rotting off of his body. Yes, right. How, how do you not get this- <laughs> medically attended to a very long time before it actually gets to the point where your dick rots off. Because his dick, let's be honest, it didn't fall off. It rotted off.
1: It dropped off. From rot. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he needed that, uh, what's his name, pit bull or bulldog switchblade. He could have cut that infection out. Oh, my God. His penis would be intact today. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is probably
0: an infection that could have been taken care of had he gotten the proper medical care for it when it first started. Because you said this was a long-term infection.
1: Long-term perineum infection. So perineum is your taint.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. I'm just picturing how bad this fucking
1: smells. Yeah, the smell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 Continue. Continue. To attempt to give Malcolm another penis, the surgeon built him one on his arm for it to be later moved to where a penis should be. So I don't understand the point of that. Like. What do you need it on your arm for anyways? Like, it's not like you reroute your urine to leave there, right? But whatever. I'm not missing a penis. So after lots of back and forth and Malcolm having to change surgery dates, he finally set to have the surgery in April. But because of Corona, it was canceled. So then what happened to his old appendage? Well, he threw it away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't need this anymore. Let's just put it in the garbage.
1: Oh, here he goes into in-depth about the infection. He says, I had struggled for years with an infection in my perineum, but I had no idea what could happen. It spread to my fingers and toes and turned them black. When oh I saw my God. penis go black, I was beside myself. It was like a horror film. I was in complete panic. Not his fingers and toes. That doesn't freak him out. But his but dick dream. <laughs> thats That's where he's like, I draw the line. I need this fixed now. I
0: don't understand why, if he's going through all this medically to get a surgery and grow a dick on his arm, why didn't he get the medical attention for this infection because that he needed? Because it didn't
1: matter until it affected his brain, oh. a.k.a. Penis.
0: Oh my gosh! I, just, I can't with this. He said,
1: "I knew deep down it was gone, and I was going to lose it. Then one day, it just dropped off onto the floor because I had been through the dev- devastation of knowing I was going to lose it. I just picked it up and put it in the garbage. Oh my God. He says bin? I don't know. I and mean, this is in U- the UK. i I thought bin was garbage, but maybe I'm wrong. I went to the hospital, and they said the best they could do for me was to roll the remaining stump up like a sausage roll. <laughs> it was heartbreaking. He said for two years he felt like a shadow of a man. Oh, that's sad. Oh, my God. Okay, so moving forward, he explained the arm graft procedure would take up to two years before it could be removed and put down below, something which Malcolm was happy with.
0: But I'm... Is it something that could actually get hard or is it just a big piece of flesh down there to make you feel more manly
1: okay so this goes into it surgeons chose the arm for building the new penis due to its skin quality and sensation Right-handed Malcolm then had a skin flap taken from his left arm and rolled to form a penis with its own blood vessels and nerves. They created a urethra and installed two tubes inflated with a hand pump, allowing him to have a mechanical erection. Oh, that's nifty!
0: He should still be able to pee and then just (laughs) he nicknamed it penis Jimmy.
1: When I saw it on my arm for the first time, I was so so proud. After everything I had been through, it didn't feel weird at all. It was just a part of me. I was like any other man. I just couldn't leave it alone to begin with. I thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> I would what? have asked for a
0: big one. I've Dude, been like, give me like a twelve-inch fake cock, you know? Yeah,
1: but then he can literally suck his own dick on his arm. On yeah, his arm. <laughs> 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 oh man. So let's see, he's okay. So, about having the penis on his arm for so long, he said, Of course, it is mad. Having a penis on your arm, not even I am used to it, but when you think about it, it's actually amazing that they can make a new penis that all is incredible. But that they can build it on my arm is mind-blowing. It's like something out of a weird sci-fi comic, but it's my chance at a normal life. I mean, he's not wrong. (laughs) It's been the first step towards being able to go to the toilet and even being intimate with someone. Oh, well, I hope this worked out for him. This is so weird. Did he have the surgery now? No, it got postponed because of COVID. But there's pictures of him and like the penis on his arm is blurred. So if you scroll like through the article you can see them. But it's like why it, are you, why it doesn't bother even look showing big. Me? Don't even show me unless you can unblur the the thing. I mean we're all here to see the unblurred photos. Yeah. But that was my little crazy article oh, I found I this like sweet. this one where he's <laughs> he's like thinking.
0: He, he's posing by a tree and you and can his see dick's it just hanging down. off his arm. <laughs>
1: just hanging down but blurred off. Oh my God. But I, def- I mean, that's like so funny. Like it spreads to his fingers and his toes. Doesn't care. And then it gets to his penis. And that's when it's like, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. His here. penis didn't just one day turn
0: black. There was a progression there. <laughs> there was a progression that happened before his penis turned completely black.
1: What I find interesting, though, in these pictures, he has all of his fingers. It well, looks he like. probably
0: finally got the infection taken care
1: of. Man. <sighs> wow. I. I don't, I'm not quite sure uh, what to say about this. I don't know either, but thank God for people like this.
0: Number one, I want to see pictures of that dick arm unblurred. Exactly. Number two. Like, don't
1: even show me <laughs> a picture of him until I can see it unblurred. Right.
0: Number two, I want to follow up on this guy. I want to, I want to find out. After he's had the surgery, how it's working out for him.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe you can slide in his DMs. Does he have a Insta? Well, his name is Malcolm MacDonald. 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 M-A-C. Anywho, that was ridiculous to me. Wow. <laughs> Where do we go from there?
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess if somehow I lost my vagina, I, I don't even know how because I wouldn't not take care of infection, but let's just uh, say this for the sake of a scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if they told me I could regrow a vagina, but it had to be on my arm, I would do it. I'd be like, give me a pussy on my arm. Fuck yes. it. Fuck it. Okay. And then I could lick my pussy on my arm. There
1: you go. Make the same slurping noise. <laughs> I don't know. Like, where Where do you draw the line? You're going to have a hole inserted on your arm, Gina? Uh, I, I just. I...
0: <laughs> OK, so moving on, <laughs> even though I don't know how we move on from here. One of our listeners sent us in, and I'm going to butcher her name, Steffi Sofolis. Steffi Sofolis? I don't know. Let, let me know how I'm butchering this. Okay?
1: <laughs> Anyways. You're like, let me know
0: how bad this was. I mean, people mispronounce my last name all the time and it's only four letters, so oh. it happens, right? People always say Voge, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> she said, Hey ladies, listening to the episode about reincarnation. She said that the reincarnation birthmark thing isn't a conspiracy theory, that she knows a lot about this stuff.
1: Oh yes.
0: Yes. I know, I knew you would love this because mm-hmm. we both find this type of stuff fascinating. Back in the 60s, a guy named Dr. Ian Stevenson started interviewing and recording cases of young children who remembered past lives, and they found a direct, verifiable correlation between the deaths they remembered and their birthmarks on their bodies. You were right in that the theory is that people who suffered traumatic deaths are the ones who carry these marks. Our souls hold the memory of past trauma, and our bodies can manifest them. He even released a book called Children Who Remember Past Lives. If you're interested, it's definitely not a light read. It's pretty much a textbook of case studies. But hey, if you ever want to learn more about it, there's mm-hmm. tons of great resources out there.
1: I find this so fascinating. When you had brought that up, I i mean, I hadn't thought about that in years. And I'm just like, that's, that's something that that's i want to know more about so i mean a textbook doesn't sound really exciting but maybe it the studies at least are really interesting
0: well she said i'd also highly recommend brian weiss's books which are more reader friendly okay he was the initially unintentional pioneer of past life regression therapy and you can even listen to some of his recordings of his past life regression sessions on youtube
1: oh so cool yes yeah, I'm, I am to check one of those
0: out. Me, Yeah, me too. I'm definitely interested in this. Mm-hmm. I would watch the YouTube videos and perhaps, again, read a book too that's not like a textbook.
1: But that could actually be interesting too. Yeah, I mean, I and when I was in hygiene school, we had to do case studies all the time. And if you have an interest in it, then it doesn't read as heavy for you.
0: Well, thank you for that. So I know that Melinda and I are both going to be going down the rabbit hole on this one. Yes,
1: because I have a pretty good, I mean, it's not like big, I don't know, maybe it's like Three inches, maybe not that long on my back. I have one right on my chest. But I don't even know how big. am I. You know what? I'm gonna
0: measure mine. Yeah, I'm gonna measure it and see do it, what mate. I was stabbed with. I wish I could remember my stabbing. Yeah, in but the past maybe life. that's
1: why you have to do it when you're a child. Maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm 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 definitely interested in this. I'm gonna research it for sure. Please do and
1: tell me what I should read and what I should watch. <laughs> I will. <laughs> you do all the heavy lifting. Do all the heavy lifting and. Let you know. One of our listeners, her name's Ashley Jean. She sent in a Facebook video. It's like seven minutes long. Okay. And I usually, you have to get me like in the first like 30 seconds. Otherwise, I'm not going to watch a whole seven minute mm-hmm. video. How terrible am I? <laughs> Lazy fucker. Uh, we know this. <laughs> but she says, What the fuck? All I could think of was Melinda saying only in Florida. So I'm not going to play the whole video on here, but, um, Basically, this guy in Florida, and he considers himself the original Florida man. Oh, that's quite a title. Yes. Sir. He he gets pulled over and... The cop is like, okay, I need you. Do you have any weapons? Get out of your car. And the guy's like, no, I don't have any weapons. I think his name's Dylan. But he gets out of the car and the cop is like, do you know what I'm pulling you over for? And the guy's like, I have no clue. He's like, I was wearing my seatbelt. I wasn't speeding. It's a new truck. All my headlights are on, blah, blah, blah. Right. And um, he goes, because of your sticker on the window of your truck. And the sticker says, (laughs) (laughs) I eat ass. (laughs) And it is so funny. I love the entire video. This guy, he can tell a good story for sure. But he's like, "You can't pull me over. It's my First Amendment right. You can't pull me over." And so, because I like to eat ass, because he likes to eat ass. But so, <laughs> long story short, he's like sitting outside of the truck. The cop, it was like, "You need to take one of those letters off of your sticker." No, I do not. That's what he said. He's like, "No, I don't. I I don't have to do that. It's my First Amendment right." He keeps going on and about right. So then the cop goes into his car and he like radios in asking like you know this is a this is a misdemeanor he's resisting what i'm oh telling him to do and the guy's like okay well if you want to like you can arrest him and bring him in so they actually tow his truck <gasps> arrest and bring him in blah 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 obviously this guy's innocent of anything it was right. so stupid but my favorite part of the entire video and i'm i wish i couldn't ruin it for you guys but i'm going to the end of the video <laughs> the the interviewer says, Well do you like to eat ass? And he's like, Yeah, <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah, I do. So fucking funny. <laughs> so thank you so much for sending that in. Uh that was a that was a, like I don't know, midnight last night. I
0: have seen way worse stickers on cars than I like to eat ass. Well, it
1: offended the cop. The cop was like, what if my eight-year-old daughter read that and asked me what it is? And the guy's like, you mean, like he was telling his friend this. I don't think he said it to the cop, but he's like, you mean to tell me that in 10 years his, his daughter's not going to be getting her ass ate? <laughs> oh God. I it, literally sir, laughed out loud.
0: I think that kids have seen and heard a lot worse than a sticker that says, I eat ass. Well,
1: I would be like, no, I think letters fell off of that. Yeah. You
0: know, <laughs> I don't know what goes on. I eat is. glass.
1: But that was so funny. I, midnight, I was watching it. I had, gave myself, well, she gave me a really good laugh because I'm just like imagining driving behind somebody and they're. I mean, it was a big sticker in the back of the truck window <laughs> says, I eat ass. And I was like, good for you, dude. You know? <laughs> so I love that. It's a Florida man story. It's an ass eaten story. I'm all about that.
0: He is still not the original Florida man. I'm no, because the Florida that. man... Is somebody who's really weird. A Florida man doesn't even have a driver's license, probably.
1: But they claim that they do, and yeah. they can claim that they can. Let alone have a Uber a vehicle jets. with no. This ain't Florida. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: disagree. <laughs> I know, a fucking Florida man. Okay,
1: <laughs> you've just witnessed two Florida men. <laughs> I love that story. Shit like that is right up my alley. So thank you, Ashley Jean, for sending that in. Okay, so
0: I know that we've gone over this the last two episodes. Oh, no. Is this
1: more dog food? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we still are going to do the video. I'm here for the video. Yeah. Of us eating dog food. We still have to do that.
0: Maybe we should do that on like a live or something. That would be fun. No. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Not on a live.
0: So one of our listeners, Chico, put up on his story some very tasty looking dog treats
1: from Three Dog Bakery, which I've heard of these before. I, I have them in my cupboard right this <gasps> we second. We should try them. Uh. We should try them. See how bad they are. Good? <laughs> That's, we're going to do that. We're going to do the jerky <laughs> and I'll get these cookies. Yes. Well, they look
0: like Oreos. They're called Lickin' Crunchy. Oh, lickin crunchy and chico said i'm not even going to lie these are some dog snacks/food slash food i may be tempted to try <laughs> mhm mhm so then another listener oh you
1: just want to keep saying more and more <laughs> points on how you're not alone it's
0: true i love it so then another listener sherry sent in that her husband and her her husband and her have both tasted those exact cookies that okay. chico had and <laughs> I said, yes. And how were they? That bad or okay or kind of tasty? LOL. Uh-huh. <laughs> she said they smelled just like a peanut butter cookie and they aren't that bad. Just more bland than we had hoped.
1: <laughs> See, I'm not going to like them because I need all the sugar.
0: And then she said, we have also tried this one. And she sent in a picture of the same one, the Three Dog Bakery, their
1: pretzel bites. Oh. With real peanut butter filling. See, that might mm-hmm. be something i would enjoy see so that's that salty sweet for me and i love anything with peanut butter yeah and i said i mean they're making
0: all these dog treats nowadays they're all natural (laughs) which i love it's probably better for our doggos so why can't we try them too and she said exactly so thank you sherry thank you chico my dog munching my dog food munching
1: pals Okay, but again, there's a huge difference between (laughs) today's like organic dog food than '80s kibble, Alpo or
0: whatever the shit. It wasn't Alpo; it was just a big bag of like generic kibble. So it's
1: even worse. It's generic. That is full of hair, hooves, ding dongs. I'm just saying, assholes. That's what you were eating. Nowadays, it's like real freaking sweet potato, pumpkin. I'm not the only Greek one yogurt.
0: who has looked at dog food and gone,
1: hmm. No, no, no. I tried a, I've tried a milk bone in my day. We've talked about this. <laughs> but <laughs> you're trying to like get our a listeners. A milk
0: bone isn't an all-natural dog I treat. I know,
1: but I tried it. I didn't oh. sit there and have handfuls in my pockets and ate them while playing tag. Well, you were missing out. No, I wasn't. No. <laughs> And it's so funny to me now, too, because you are, I don't want to say a picky eater, but you are very like. I am a
0: picky eater. Yeah, I am the pickiest. You're not
1: like bad. It's not like there's not a lot of stuff you won't eat, but you prefer, you know, you're very healthy, organic, that sort of stuff. So it's so funny to me that you would eat this shit and brag (laughs) about it. (laughs) So, girlfriend, I love (sighs) you. And
0: then my sister messaged me Uh-oh. after listening she's to this still, episode. She,
1: she's still stupid. She still got the stupid brain from those edibles. She said,
0: sister, I think you could expand on the dog food story with oh. tails. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so my grandparents were farmers, and there's like this brand called Steehole. That makes like farm equipment and whatever else. My grandparents, they would get like all these like steel candies, right? And they were like in these wrappers. But I mean, who knows how freaking old these things were? Like so old, how, where they'd been, who knows? And I mean, we would. (laughs) Grandpa's
1: pants pocket for (laughs) five days.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We would eat those steel like candies and they were disgusting. They were like gummy. And not even like a hard candy anymore. Like, I don't know why we would eat these disgusting things. I
1: mean, everybody has that grandma's candy bowl. And you go to their house and you find like a button and maybe like a nickel in there. Yes, yes.
0: that was these candies. And like thinking about it now, eating them, they were disgusting. Mm -hmm, But
1: they were candy. (laughs) Right. It's One up from dog food.
0: (laughs) And then one time in our attic, my sister and I had discovered like Two boxes of chocolate covered cherries <laughs> in an attic. In an attic. Oh, and I mean, who knows how many years upon years that these chocolate covered cherries had been here? But we would like
1: sneak into the chocolate. <laughs> oh my god! They they were in the attic for a reason.
0: And take them out like one at a time, like like we were
1: <laughs> like we were gonna get caught or something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think grandma was looking for her chocolate-covered no, attic cherries. No, this in our house. Oh. Oh, my you God. Ha- okay, you have to contact your parents and be like, what was up with the?" <laughs> but, like, I mean,
0: like, our parents wouldn't notice that there, even if they remember this ancient box of chocolate-covered right. cherries, that there was, like, two missing one day, four missing one day. <laughs> So we would just eat one at a time so that our dad wouldn't be able to tell that we were eating them. Like what sense right, did right, that make? Yeah.
1: I just want to know why there's any sort of Well, is this is this the start of your dad's prepping for the end of the world? Is that like that was like the first thing that had to be there was chocolate covered cherries. Like why were they in the I attic? have no idea. You know what? I'll have to ask my dad. You have to. We knew said we were scavengers.
0: If we could find it, we would eat it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm like oh why were God. we like that like what the because heck? you didn't get normal food <laughs> you had Velveeta and whatever the fuck and so Velveeta it's like cheese you sandwiches. were your body was like i need nutrients i, I need, need this chocolate
0: covered cherry that's 10 years old yeah
1: but there was fruit in there It's like Pika when you start eating like drywall and shit because your body's craving. You're eating dog food to try to get these extra nutrients that you weren't getting in your normal meals. I got your whole childhood figured out right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm trying to think if me and my sister ever did stuff like that. I don't think so. I don't think we... I mean, we always had food readily available and like a good food.
0: Apparently, we did
1: not. (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh my god everybody had that grandma's candy dish though yes everybody
1: my own grandma didn't have like one of those but there was a lady who lived up the street who was like the sweetest lady she'd always come out like give us cookies and stuff which today they were probably five years old (laughs) yes (laughs) yes but she had one of those candy dishes Mm -hmm. where it's like literally like the circular candies. I don't even know where the hell you would get that shit today, right? Right. Like, they don't just sell hard candy like that. Well, and remember, like, the Christmas ones where they were, like – The oh. strawberry ones? Yeah. I love those. Yes. I do because then they're all gooey in the middle. hmm So my dad used to play Santa oh. at <laughs> – <Yes. laughs> Actually, this is a funny story. So when I was, I don't know, like, five, six, seven, eight, whatever, I had a cousin who was a year younger than me. And we would always go to my dad's parents' house on Christmas Eve, and then he always said that he was leaving to go help this old lady at the retirement (laughs) home because nobody comes to see her. You know, I fell for it, right? (laughs) So we would have to sit at the uh, foot of the basement stairs, and we'd have like all, like I have 14, 15 cousins, and we'd all sit and we'd have to sing Jingle Bells, Christmas songs, right? To get Santa to come. Oh. Get Santa to come to the house, not, gotcha. not to get Santa to come. Okay, let me clarify <laughs> that. So Let's we're like clarify. singing, jingle bells, jingle bells. Well, he comes downstairs, whatever. But that was the candy he always threw out were these strawberry candies. I love them. I still do, right? But so my cousin was like, you know your dad is Santa, right? And I was like – and she was younger than me and I was no. like, no, he's not. That's That's not who it is, you know, whatever. So then the next year – I was ready, waiting for my dad to be Santa, you know, come down the stairs. Well, it turns out a family friend ended up being Santa that year. He was shit-faced. Oh. His pants were fucking falling off. And he's like a big dude, so you could see his ass crack. Oh. And he had a stick. He brought a stick along, and he's beating the shit out of my cousin Jason. <laughs> like- oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I was like, see, that's not my dad. I told you it's not my dad. And my dad's like sitting over there like, glad it was (laughs) oh my god i'd be scared of santa it was so funny though (laughs) because my cousin jason is like he's a funny guy and he always has like something to say back so he was popping off to santa you know and he was he's how many years did you guys do this i mean we continued it for a long time because then i have cousins who are younger than me Mm -hmm. so i don't remember when we officially stopped but my cousin jason is four years older than me so by the time i had already figured it out he was way over the age. i feel
0: like we should bring it back this year get all the cousins together no i'm good (laughs) Uh, sing the songs and your dad can get the strawberry candy <laughs> well
1: my dad will play santa <laughs> at my parents house for Aww. my nieces and nephew and now my son i hope he better this year doesn't kick his ass but i don't need to see a lot of my cousins so i'm good on
0: that Aww.
1: yeah anywho so i uh, that was a long freaking story just to get to some strawberry candies but yeah i mean i love that shit and were there's oh, candy no
0: we just had the steel hole candies i've never even heard of that it, they make like farm equipment or even like you know so it's like it's like their or... treats
1: they give away at the door yes okay so it's not even like you can buy it in a no. bag
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they're like the free giveaway you know yeah yes I and got so my you. grandparents would always grab a handful of them put them in their pocket to bring home for the candy dish for hey, the grandkids hey
1: but those are better than attic cherries no, the Matic
0: cherry was so
1: good. <laughs> well, probably because they like the cherry was like fermenting, like alcohol. So you guys are probably getting a little buzz. We off were that probably
0: shit. getting fucking hammered, mm-hmm. a little buzzed off of these chocolate cherries. Cheers to that!
1: Surprise! We could cut ourselves off after one or two. Well, you probably went to sleep. You probably took a nap. <laughs> so today's episode is our true crime episode, and I found a really crazy true crime. It's not like a murder or anything, but a mom of one has been forced to shave her head after a random man stuck a hat filled with glue onto her head. Oh, no. It caused her to get second-degree burns. (gasps) That's terrible. This is terrifying. She opened her front door to a stranger, and then he forced the hat onto her head. Oh, my God. Where did this happen? This was in Spain. Valencia, Spain. I would be so freaking mad. So she's 31 years old. She gets to the hospital. The doctors had no choice but to shave her head in order to remove the glue. And (gasps) it ended up, it was a corrosive substance. So she (gasps) got burns on her head as well. (sighs) Yeah. Hopefully her hair was able to grow back like after a bad burn. Like, right. Right. So here's the story. The stranger had rung her apartment at 9 a.m., claiming he had a present for her. She saw that the man was holding a bouquet of flowers in his hand. So she let, she like buzzed him into her building. Mm. And See, then, this is
0: why you can never do
1: things like that. Once at the door if of house. If I don't ho- know you,
0: leave them flowers at the fucking stoop outside. Sure.
1: This is her recalling the incident. She said, At the once at the door of my house and in front of my eight year old son, he threw the flowers at my feet, called me a son of a bitch, and pulled the hat over my head. He ran away. My son was shouting, very scared, and I rushed to the bathroom to clean up my head and asked my son to call the police or friends. But can you freaking imagine that? That is terrifying. Terrible. Yeah. That is so scary. I don't know. That's what's why what's wrong with people? That's why people aren't like as friendly as they used to be to just like answer the door i mean yeah. she honestly she does look very nice with a shaved head though like she's somebody oh she's beautiful yeah she's, yeah. she's a beautiful woman oh and um, it looks like her hair is gonna grow back yeah let me see that but that is so scary to me oh yeah she's a beautiful woman i wonder like what Man. provoked them to do it yeah like
0: why did he target her too like did he know her or he saw her somewhere and you know how like they say people see someone like say in a store or a restaurant and you just develop an infatuation with this person
1: she said her doctor informed her that these kind of attacks are common in Colombia, where it is called doing the shampoo it is commonly ordered by jealous wives after finding out their husbands had cheated on them or because they envy the other woman Marcella owns a beauty clinic located in the same building as her house, and she says she has received a number of suspicious calls from an anonymous woman with a Colombian accent. She said the woman called a month ago asking to make an appointment at her beauty salon and requesting to know the location. Two weeks later, I saw a suspicious man in my building holding a mobile phone, and I asked neighbors if they were expecting a visitor. She then received a call from a woman who she believes to be the same one asking if she could come to the salon for a treatment just moments before the man arrived at the door. She believes the man was sent to attack her however police investigations are ongoing and no arrests have been made so far wow. so this just sounds like maybe this woman saw her and was jealous at how pretty she was or something or she thinks her husband was cheating with. some her shit's going yeah. on and then this other Man. picture it looks like most of her burns are on her forehead and like her hairline up front the yeah, rest of so her hair sad. looks looks fine but god that is just so freaking scary maybe you would even think it was just a delivery guy Right. So scary. I don't like that.
0: Okay. I guess I'll start with my true crime story, which was from Forensic Files. Mm. We were talking earlier how much we love the man's voice that narrates Forensic Files. Yeah. It's soothing. He can read me a bedtime story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the music, which I can't recreate, but... Well, you did before. I tried. Let's
1: hear it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's pretty spot on. I have like the... Dun, 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 dun. What is that, Law and Order? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that's in my head, but I keep seeing like the Family Guy Law and Order. It doesn't matter. Continue. Uh.
0: <laughs> Wine never is watched. kicking in.
1: Yeah. I've never watched Family Guy, so
0: probably going to berate me
1: for that too, aren't you? No, I mean, when I was in my 20s, I loved that show. I haven't watched it in forever. Oh, okay, All right. No. So, I might berate you, though, just yes! for the fun of it. <laughs> just for the fuck of it. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Okay, so
0: August 29th, 1994, firefighters in Benton, Virginia, were called to a house fire. Um, when they finally extinguished the fire, rescuers found the bodies of all four members of the Hodges family inside. 41-year-old Blaine, his 37-year-old wife, Teresa, And his two daughters, 11 year old Winter and three year old Anna.
1: Oh,
0: I know. So sad. So Teresa was on the sofa downstairs. She had been strangled to death, and there was an empty diesel fuel can nearby. Both of the girls had been shot to death and Blaine, the dad, a gunshot wound in his head and a twenty-two nearby. So it looked like he had killed his family and killed himself after setting the home on fire. Mm-hmm. It looked initially like a murder-suicide. He had also been recently fired from the post office for allegedly stealing a bunch of money and he was about to serve a six-month prison sentence and pay restitution of $9,200, a sum of money that he just didn't have. So there could have mm-hmm. been you know, a motive if it was a murder-suicide. A medical examiner discovered there was no soot in the lungs of Blaine, though.
1: So... Right. So how would he have started the fire? Right. And then killed himself because he... Okay, gotcha.
0: Yes. So basically, he couldn't have started it. You know, it would have been present in his lungs at least a little bit if he had Mm -hmm. set the fire. He also had decay, which showed that he was dead for many, many hours or possibly days before the others. Oh. So they ruled the murder suicide out. And none of this was like revealed to media or family or anything like that. They just said that they died in a house fire,
1: which is smart because then you're not letting the people who did it know they're being investigated. Like any of the details. There was also signs that
0: Teresa had struggled. She had patches of her hair that were still on the staircase, and the fire started near her body. So an elderly woman reported seeing a red pickup truck leaving the Hodges driveway shortly before the fire. All of the relatives were interviewed, and there was also a family friend, Earl Bramlett, who everyone said was the closest friend of the family and was always over there that was like they interviewed him too. So he was, I think, kind of their suspect or maybe not a suspect, but he spent enough time there like he was Picked the closest to them. Yes. So Earl told the police he went fishing with the Hodges the day before the fire and had no idea who would have wanted to harm the family. During the interrogation, he called Blaine a son of a bitch who had a beautiful family who did him and then did himself. But the newspapers, again, didn't report any of this. They just reported that they you know, died in a fire. So for him to assume mm-hmm. that Blaine killed his family and then killed himself, he had to know something. So they looked at him a little bit closer. He had previous encounters with the law. He was a suspect in 1977 in the disappearance of two girls whose bodies still have never been found and accused of molesting a girl in 1984.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. This is not somebody I would want around my children. No, and this guy was also a high school track coach,
0: oh, which is even like, creepier. So police got a warrant to search his home, which was just a room in a hotel. There was lots of crime novels and textbooks on forensic science, and even a detective magazine with a story about a pistol with no barrel like the gun that was found next to Blaine Hodge's body. He owned a pickup truck, but it was white. In the back of his pickup truck was several 22 caliber cartridge shells, though. Mm. Mm. On his time card for work that day, one of the entries was blacked out. So police found a pair of... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's
1: so weird. It's like always, that's always the case. That one particular day, it's blacked out. Right. The The day in suspect mm-hmm. as well, too.
0: Um police also found a pair of his blue jeans soaking in a sink in the back of his work as well, too.
1: Maybe his sniffer doesn't work and he has to <laughs> soak them so they smell good.
0: He's <laughs> gotta make sure they smell all right. So they put samples of the blue jeans into a gastromatograph spectrometer.
1: Whoa, Gina. <laughs> I am so impressed. That was very sexy. Are you like a little turned on right now? I really am. (laughs) Holy shit. Look out world. Gina learned some new words today. Mm -hmm. So did Melinda, by the way, because I don't think I've ever heard those words put together. But (laughs) Very, very nice. You're like all like your chest is puffed out. You're like all like gloating. Yeah. (laughs) I got this.
0: How oh, you put my hair? Um, and they discovered there was diesel fuel on the jeans. Mm, hmm. Also, the blacked out entry and the time card was looked at under various light sources and they found that the time was 5.08 a.m., which was only 20 minutes after neighbors reported the fire at the Hodges' home and conveniently, Earl's work was only a 20-minute drive from their home as well, too. In the dumpster behind Earl's work, they also found a drawing with stick figures with arrows pointing to their heads and flames drawn around their bodies.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Say that again.
0: <laughs> yeah, he drew... A stick figure drawing. And they labeled their names? He didn't label their names, but he put arrows pointing to their heads and flames drawn around their bodies. Oh, my Lord. And the handwriting at the bottom was consistent with Earl's known handwriting. Like, this guy... I mean, thankfully, he didn't make
1: it that hard for police. And then he wrote in his diary. He wrote, in, "I, dear diary, today I drew a picture of stick figures with fire of
0: my plot of what I'm going to do and
1: arrows." Oh my lord! Think, I mean, again. Yeah, Here's God. my address. Yes. <laughs> right? Check my timestamp. I blacked it out, but you should still be able to. <laughs> you
0: can't find it because I blacked it out, right? Oh, my God. I mean, thank
1: God people don't think this stuff in advance, like, think it out. Well, I
0: think he did, though, because I think he was guilty of the the previous crimes that he was a suspect in. I really yeah, do. Yeah, but
1: then you, you have to think, though, different times, right? Like, yeah. if that was how many years beforehand, obviously, right. this stuff gets better and better and better mm-hmm. the science behind it. So, yeah, I don't know. A stick figure drawing. Yeah. <laughs> seems very I hope juvenile. there's a copy of that. We can find it online somewhere. <laughs> I'd love to know what that looks like. I'll
0: have to look for it. I'll look for the stick figure drawing. So then they compared the bullets of the murder victims to the gun found by the body of Blaine. The gun had no barrel but it still had its firing pin so it could still be traced. Uh, the gun at the, car- the gun at the crime scene did match the spent casings in the back of Earl's truck and the casings found in the Hodges' home. Like You can't get much more of a smoking gun here, Like mm-hmm. Literally. I think um, the smoking gun is the picture.
1: I mean, I yeah, would be like, if this, I was on the jury, I would be like, I don't know. Do you have a stick figure picture? Oh, you do? You do? Guilty. Guilty. Guilty
0: AF. They also discovered that the lighting near the home was sodium vapor lighting, which would make a white truck actually look red. So that kind of eliminated. Oh, yeah. That's super interesting. interesting. Never yeah. heard of that
1: before. Like the lighting
0: like outside? Mm-hmm. You wow. know how some lighting has cast like an orange glow,
1: so they yeah. Have this... But to like, I mean, anytime you know pe- people take witness statements, yeah. That's I've never heard that you have to take the light bulb into yeah.
0: And I've never even heard of sodium vapor lighting either. So, hmm. so Learned like, what's the motive? My whole time watching this, I'm like, what's the motive here? You he know, was like... jealous. He wanted the wife and kids. So the motive in Earl's trash. Police found a late notice for a storage locker rental near his home called Winter's Mini Storage, spelled the same way as Winter Hodge's name. Inside were boxes and boxes of audio tapes, and what he said about 11-year-old Winter was disturbing. They actually wouldn't even say, like, what the tapes said, all of them. But they did play one thing that says where Earl said, she wants to get me excited, and she knows how to do it.
1: And how old was she? 11. No.
0: So finally, two years later, obviously, they had enough evidence to arrest Earl for the murder of the family. Jurors heard his voice many times on the audio tapes. His focus was definitely Winter. And he even accused the family of using Winter as sexual bait to get Blaine Hodges out of trouble, like just as a figment of his imagination, you know. Oh, my God. Like he was convinced himself that because, you know, that the father, Blaine, had these charges that they were trying to accuse earl of these sexual deviancies toward winter i mean, it he just,
1: named his storage locker after her too
0: no the storage facility was called winter's mini storage just oh con- the
1: name of it so he sought out anything like that basically yeah he was i mean ob- this guy he was obsessed is disgusting So what happened was he actually shot Blaine
0: first, and then he took the girls fishing. When he returned home, he wanted one of them to find Blaine's body and think it was suicide. It didn't go as planned.
1: He strangled
0: Teresa, and then he went into the children's room and shot them both and started the fire. Took the jury one hour to convict Earl of Capital Murder, obviously.
1: I'm surprised he didn't kill everybody except for winter well i think he did sexually assault winter they didn't go into
0: it on the show but i looked up in some other articles because i was wanting to like Uh dig a little bit further into it um he was also sentenced to death and executed on April 9th, 2003 in Virginia's electric chair. I read oh, another article that fuck. his pubic hair was found on Winter's bed and that two women also testified that Earl gave them alcohol and molested them when they were 11 and 14 years old. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, this is what should happen to pedophiles. I'm sorry. This is just mm-hmm. the electric to me. chair. Fuck yeah. You're a whole breed of disgusting. Yeah. Damn. I know. But I just mean I'm surprised he didn't keep her alive kidnap her and i'm convinced that he for sure raped her they
0: didn't go into it in the forensic files episode which i was kind of surprised because they're not shy on sharing those details on forensic files but you know if he was obsessed with her and his pubic hair was on her bed i'm gonna ha- go ahead and say something happened sure. either before she died or post-mortem or whatever you know
1: Ugh. and so they did that say that they ever went in checked him out again with the previous case that he was no which they
0: should have i mean these girls came forward saying that he gave them alcohol molested them when they were 11 and 14 he was a suspect in the case of those two girls that were went missing and never found Mm -hmm. and this guy was a high school track coach like imagine there there could have been so many more girls that he molested guaranteed you know or
1: there's some something makes me sick to think that people like that work in schools yeah and then they like they're grooming and mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, it's just disturbing to me. We were watching Game of Thrones again last night and one of the guys on there, he goes to this and he's somebody that. Arya, the the youngest stark daughter mm-hmm. once killed and he goes to this brothel and he keeps having these women come out and he's like they're like you know showing themselves off to him and he's like younger so they bring out a younger girl Ugh. and like younger and younger and then eventually they have to get like these little girls Ugh. it was like so i mean he gets what's coming to him in the show but it's like back then i mean fuck they used to get married at 13 years old that yeah. was like normal but it's just It's so disturbing to me that somebody's mind can comprehend. Like, I even look at 21-year-olds now, and to me, they're like babies. Yeah, like, there's no way. I wouldn't even be attracted to, yeah, a 21-year-old. No. No. And the fact that you, 12, 13, whatever, it's so disturbing. It's disturbing. There is
0: nothing sexually attractive about an 11-year-old, 12, you know, like, any, that's just gross. Any young age like that, you know. Yeah,
1: I, ugh. Well, well, well go from- I'm
0: glad he fucking fried. Yeah, so he was clearly guilty,
1: and by Earl, because Earl, Earl had, had to, to die. die. <laughs> na, 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 na. That's my karaoke go-to. I
0: wonder if that song's about Earl.
1: No, because it's about an abusive husband. Oh, okay. Well, still, sounds like he was a piece of shit too. I when I was uh, my first car, I had on the bumper sticker. It said Earl's in the trunk. From because I went to a Dixie (laughs) Chicks concert. Yeah. I got that there. That's Dixie Chicks. Now they're just called the Chicks. Really? Because Dixie is a derogatory term reminiscent of slavery. Oh, wow. I didn't know any of that. So we're going to go from one creep to another. Okay. But one of our listeners, her name is Jennifer, she uh, wrote us in and said, Hi, ladies. Love the podcast. I'm a new listener, so I'm a couple episodes behind. Sorry if you have already covered this in true crime episodes that I haven't listened to yet, but being from Wisconsin myself, I was hoping you would cover either Ed Gein or the Kunze murders from rural Athens, Wisconsin. So I did not look up those, but I am going to do Ed Gein today. All right. She said, once again, love the podcast, makes me laugh constantly. So thank you for the suggestion, Jennifer. I – thought I knew way more about Ed Gein than I really did I don't really know anything about Ed Gein when
0: you said you were covering it I didn't look it up so I can well
1: do, what do, what have you heard I mean just his name really okay so you don't know anything no. really oh this is fucking gross and so, he's from Wisconsin he's from Wisconsin okay. so I'm gonna go into his background and everything too because I think it plays a part in why he became the way he did Okay. Ed Gein, he's also known as the Butcher of Plainfield or the Plainfield Ghoul. So I looked it up. Plainfield is about an hour north of Wisconsin Dells. Oh, so that's far from us. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a little over two hours yeah. away. But not like when I heard of him originally, I thought he was like way up in Wisconsin. Because I mean, you can drive eight hours north in Wisconsin and still be in Wisconsin. Right. So the fact that th- I don't really think that this is this far away, but... Ugh. Anyways. Okay. So his name's Edward Theodore Gein. He was born August 27th, 1906. He was born into a very religious family. His mother was a devout Lutheran, super religious. This woman is on a whole nother religious planet. Um, and then his dad, George, was an alcoholic. Oh, that's sad. They grew up in La Crosse. Which isn't that far from us either. I don't know that. <laughs> I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever been there. We don't but.
0: know our state very well. It's fine.
1: Um, and then he had one brother. His name was Henry. George, his father, was a raging alcoholic. He couldn't keep a job. And his mother, her name was Augusta. She was extremely, re- uh, an extremely religious woman. And she was so religious, in fact, that anywhere she went, she thought everybody was a sinner. Everything was filthy. People were just disgusting. She hated her husband couldn't stand him like thought he was a piece of shit obviously he's an alcoholic couldn't keep a job but she wouldn't divorce him because that was against the, the lutheran right. or okay. i mean lutherans you're able to get a divorce but i think she was just so religious that marriage is marriage It it is what it is right, right. augusta would verbally abuse her boys and um, she also drilled into their heads how awful every woman was except for Except for her, yes. She said that women were the devil; they were all sinners; they were just always after lust. That was it. And then every day she would read to her boys from the Bible every day, and those verses were usually about death, murder, and divine retribution.
0: My God, this woman sounds like a whack job. Yeah,
1: it gets worse too with her. Like she's she's she royally fucked up her kids. Yes, but through all of this, though, Ed absolutely idolized his mother they decided to move to plainfield wisconsin to a 155 acre farm oh that's huge humongous there wasn't a whole lot in plainfield at this time but Augusta still thought dude this place is so full of filth and sin so they moved to this really secluded place the boys weren't allowed to have any friends The only time they were out of their mother's sight was when they were in school. And then when Ed was in school, he was super shy and awkward. People had said that he would just randomly start laughing as if he told himself a joke. So people just always thought he was weird. And he had super strange mannerisms. So he was bullied. Of course. April 1st, 1940, Ed's dad, George, passed away from a heart attack, which was a result from his alcoholism, and he was 66 years old. So to cover the lost expenses from his dad's death, Ed and his brother had to do odd jobs around town. They would be handymen. They would even babysit. Just, Can you imagine having them babysit your kids? Well, not like in retrospect, too. Like You're thinking like, dude, the stuff that this guy did, and you look back like, like, I let him babysit little Willie and samantha like it would freak me out once you hear this stuff like you're not i don't even think you're going to be able to comprehend the shit this guy did like it was it's way crazier than i thought Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so Augusta became even more of a religious fanatic after her husband died. She would drill it into her son's head. And now these guys are in their 20s. I um, think that,
0: she'd be happy after he died if she hated him.
1: Yeah, but... Uh, she's, lighten up she, a little she's bit. She's off her rocker. I mean, honestly. She said that women were trouble. They were against all men. And so Henry goes on and he starts dating this woman who had been previously married. And she had children from that marriage. And Augusta was like, no, 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 no oh, this is this bad, bad, bad. She's divorced. She has children. And so she condemned her son. Henry tried getting Ed to be on his side, but Ed wanted nothing to do with his brother because he was mama's boy. So Ed was definitely brainwashed by his mother. And then in 1944, Ed and Henry were burning marsh vegetation around their farmhouse and the fire got away from them and their farmhouse started on fire. So... People had called in that this house was on fire. Once firemen got there, they're putting out the fire. Ed then tells them, well, my brother Henry's missing. We, I don't know where he's at. So they started this search party. They're out with these lanterns looking everywhere. They ended up finding Henry in the house face down. The coroner stated he died of smoke inhalation. But moving forward, I guess he did have bruises and it looked like a blow to the back of his head. But he, his death was ruled as smoke inhalation.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Augusta heard the news of Henry passing, and she was so disturbed by it, she had a stroke, and the stroke disabled her pretty badly. It is said that Ed was finally happy to be alone with his mother, to have his little mommy all to himself – Ugh. And plus his mommy needed him now. Now, yep. yeah, And so he was super devoted to her, took care of her. So for a full year, 1944 to 1945, they never left their house. They didn't socialize with anyone but each other. 1945, Ed and his mom went out to buy straw from a local man named Smith. When they got to Smith's house, they saw Smith was beating a dog to death. And there was this nearby woman who was screaming and pleading with this guy to stop. And Augusta was pissed off she flew into this fiery rage why do you think she flew into a fiery rage because the dog was getting beat no because the woman wasn't the guy's wife oh like this lady is nuts wow so from this instance she used this as a teaching lesson to teach ed that uh women are in fact evil and are guilty of one of the deadliest sins lust i'm like dude well, she like, would hate us yeah she would be like gina and melinda are the devil like in in waterboy? Yeah. The devil. Foosball's a devil. Blind moments is the devil. You wouldn't be a fan of ours at no. all. No. So not much longer after that instance happened, December 29th, 1945, Augusta suffered another stroke and it killed her. Ed, he seals off Augusta's room completely, leaving it completely intact with her in there? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Just Ooh. No, no. Um just the room. He like left it like she left it. Then he also boarded up every single room in the house except for two of them. And he just basically had the kitchen and a room next to the kitchen that he left alone or left open. But everything else was just sealed up like they all still live there. It's creepy. He started getting into pornography. He started reading a lot of horror books and also books on experiments that Nazis would do. And then he taught himself taxidermy.
0: So now that his mom's dead, all this shit that he couldn't look at and do before, he's
1: in it. Mm -hmm. Because his mom would have not let him watch porn, right? I couldn't imagine so. Right. By 1947, Ed was full on crazy. He started going into nearby cemeteries. He would dig up graves of women. He'd remove their hearts, heads, and genitals and then put them back into their graves. He did this to over 40 women. God. By the 1950s, he stopped putting the women back into their graves, and he started dragging them back to his farmhouse. No. Since he had um, taught himself taxidermy, he would practice taxidermy on these ladies by removing their skin. Oh. It gets grosser and grosser from here. So if anybody wants to fast forward, if you don't want to hear it, that's okay too. Eventually, he ended up getting a farm subsidy from the government so he didn't have to work at all. But if he would do small jobs at all, such as being a handyman, people still rumored that he would babysit here and there. But I don't know if that's true as an adult. I think it was more from his childhood. But he would show his thanks to the people that had hired him by gifting them a meat he called venison. Yeah really where'd this meat come from? where does meat come from i i wouldn't
0: listen like you said i'm a picky eater i wouldn't be accepting meat
1: venison from some weirdo and yeah, actually but, physically eating it so i didn't say this but uh, so fast forward when he's in in prison or he's he actually goes to a state the State Mental Hospital in Wisconsin. People said he was very polite. He was kind. So if you just hired somebody, maybe you wouldn't think of it.
0: I have to know you personally and have been in your home
1: (laughs) to eat anything that you're giving me. I will tell you, when I worked at the dental office, patients would bring in treats and stuff for us all the time. And my coworkers would make fun of me because I wouldn't eat anything, especially if I knew they had children. Because I'm like, how many boogers do you think is in that? No. So I'm very much the same. I'm the same way. I have to really know you personally
0: or have been in your home to eat anything that but you're But these are give
1: different me. times. I mean, these are times people would you know, mm. your new neighbor, they'd bring you casserole, right? I mean, I know this woman
0: who I love dearly and she's a great cook, but she'll be like smoking cigarettes yeah. while she's cooking. Fuck that. No. And you know, your your hands smell like cigarettes when you smoke and you're, you know, well, touching no, things. No, you're going to
1: make me vomit. Yeah,
0: you can't tell me that an ash doesn't want... Right. <laughs> Some, like the Joe Dirt ash where it's like the whole cigarette. Right. And I would feel so bad because she would gift this stuff to me too. It, it would go straight in the garbage. But those
1: cigarette butts, the ash, that's vitamins. <laughs> vitamin.
0: And I mean, she's so sweet. I would, you know, I didn't
1: want to be like, no, Thank I don't you. want that. And then she'd be like, how was it? Oh, it was... Delicious. Thank you. And she's like, how are they still alive? I keep poisoning them. <laughs> <laughs> December 8th, 1954, Ed went to Pine Grove, which was about 10 miles outside of Plainfield, and he stopped at a bar. He met a woman named Mary Hogan. Some people say that she looked just like his mother. Ew. He shot Mary and then brought her back to his farmhouse. Now, I have no idea where he shot her because there's no details on this whatsoever. So I'm assuming maybe he got her outside and then shot her. But he brought her back to the farmhouse. Once there, and this gets nasty, he chopped her up and then made her body parts into furniture. Oh, Moving forward with more victims, he would boil the skin off of the heads and turn the skulls into bowls. He would remove some women's faces, literally skinning them, and he would hang them on the walls like deer heads or trophies. Oh, my God. He kept a box of noses and genitals alongside his bed. Some of the genitalia showed that some of his victims were under the age of 18, some being even as young as 15. That's so disgusting. He also used the skin to make clothing. He'd make belts. Um, He made legs. Isn't this what Buffalo Bill from The Silence of the Lambs is based of? Mm -hmm. Okay. I go into that a little bit too at the end. Um, He made uh, leggings that are, excuse me, he used legs that became nylons. He had a full belt that was made of nipples. Oh my God. He made one woman's torso into a leather jacket and he left her breasts attached. (sighs) Wow. Ugh. November sixteenth, nineteen fifty-seven. Bernice Warden was opening up her hardware store in the morning. Ed went inside her store, shot her, and he drug her body back to the store's truck and took her back to his farmhouse.
0: The Would day- he like
1: go out in public with the nipple belt on? It like, doesn't say. I was, nobody noticed he had a belt of nipples. I'm just, I mean, he he seemed kind of like a hermit, you know. So he's probably just at. But home he went out in public just to kill. I don't Nobody know. Nobody
0: was like, "Hey, that guy at the bar
1: was that nipples?
0: On was his that belt? breasts?
1: Hanging yeah, off like of his chest? Ugh. So the day before November fifteenth, Bernice's son Frank had stopped at his mom's hardware store. He was a sheriff's deputy. He saw Ed lurking around his mom's store, so he thought it was interesting. The next day, when his mom goes missing, Frank went back to the store and unlocked it and found the cash register open and a trail of blood leading to the door and then outside. At that time, like olden times, right, they kept a register of sales, and the last name written in the book was Ed Gein. He had purchased a gallon of antifreeze. Mm. Frank called uh, the police and asked them to investigate Ed. They found Ed at a grocery store, and they arrested him, and he played dumb, acting like he had no idea what he was being arrested for. Police officers go and raid Ed's house that night. First, they go into the barn. Inside the barn, they see a mutilated corpse of some sort of animal. It was hanging upside down with crossbars at the ankles and ropes around the wrists. It was gutted and missing its head. When they get closer to it, they realize this was Bernice's body. Once inside the farmhouse, the house was a mess. Flies everywhere. Oh, I I can imagine. How bad it smelled, too. On the stove, they found Bernice's heart in a pan, ready for cooking, So I'm assuming he went to the grocery store to get shit to cook up her heart with. Ugh. Inside the fridge, they found an array of human organs, and inside a paper bag, they found Mary Hogan's face in a paper bag. So just her face, not her head, her Her face. face. There was female body parts all over the house, furniture made of skin, just absolute madness. Early into the morning, one of the investigators found Bernice's head. It was wrapped in a bloodied sack, and twine had been hammered into her skull. Mm. So this is a list of things they found in the house. Oh, my
0: God. I don't even know if I want to know.
1: Well, fast forward for anybody else. You can plug your ears, Gina. But a wastebasket made of human skin, human skin as chair covers, skulls on his bedposts, a corset made from a female torso skin from shoulders to waist, Mm. leggings made of human leg skin, Mary Hogan's skull in a box, a belt of human nipples, which I had said before, a lampshade made from the skin of a face, fingernails, and a pair of lips on a shade drawstring. Ugh.
0: You know, somewhere someone has sold some of these items. Yes, I I do touch base a little bit on that, too. I I was just thinking that. There's some sickos out there that will pay good money for this, like, you know, lampshade and ugh.
1: So they asked why there was twine hammered into Bernice's head. He said he was going to use it as decoration in his house. The investigators that were there were all super disturbed. They couldn't well, believe yeah. what they were seeing. One of the investigators, his name was Art Schley. He was so mad and disturbed that he took Ed's head and beat it against a brick wall until he confessed to the murders. Like, Can you imagine? And then it's rumored that Art had – not rumored, but he passed away – maybe three years after and they said they said he still could not get over what he had seen in that house
0: yeah can you even imagine no
1: i no the next day after he was arrested he started becoming this overnight celebrity and people just because people couldn't believe what he had done and they wanted to see everything that was inside the house so at one point they were going to turn his house into a tourist attraction and just let people go in there and see it Mm -hmm. which is weird yeah these are people's lives like you don't think about that like people lost their lives and you're just gonna go i mean i probably would have paid a quarter to go in there and look but a quarter i'm weird i mean yeah i
0: guess if you want to turn it into like a haunted house attraction or something i i guess
1: uh he was featured on the cover of life magazine also time magazine uh moving on moving forward he pled not guilty by reasons of insanity January of 1958, they deemed him mentally unfit to stand trial, so they ushered him to the Wisconsin Hospital for the Criminally Insane. They did find out his M.O. He'd go to the cemetery. He'd rob the graves of people who had recently had a funeral, so their graves weren't completed. And what he was trying to do was to create a woman's suit so he could literally be in his mother's skin.
0: Yeah, mm. yep that's where you get the silence of the lambs, right?
1: He denies ever having sex with any of the corpses, but online, there's plenty of things that's I'm sure there said was, that he did yeah,
0: sexual gratification happening out of this, otherwise, he wouldn't have removed so many of private genitals, parts yeah. like vaginas, whatever, and genitals. Nipples. Or leaving breasts on, you know, like there was sexual sexual gratification happening. I bet, yeah.
1: Robert Block was a Milwaukee writer. He incorporated Ed's story into a novel he was working on, Psycho. So Ed was Norman Bates. Moving forward, Alfred Hitchcock made that into a movie. Also, obviously, fast forward so much, Silence of the Lambs, Mm -hmm. that Buffalo Bill Mm -hmm. was based off of. So there's a
0: lot of movies based off of this guy. I had no idea that. That Norman Bates,
1: I had no idea Mm -hmm. that that was – And the other one, probably the biggest one, was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Leatherface, because he would remove the the skin and wear it. See, I didn't even think about that either. Wow. Inside the hospital, people said that he was kind, he was polite – Ten years after he was in the hospital, they declared him mentally competent to stand trial, and on November seventh, 1968, he was put on trial for Bernice's murder. He was found guilty after only one week. He never stood trial for Mary Hogan because they didn't want to waste time and money, and Ed had just confessed to the murder, which I find crazy. But yeah. So they put him in the Mendota State Hospital. What really is the craziest thing about all of this is he never really got in real trouble for what he did. Yeah. They didn't put him in
0: jail even after he was deemed mentally nope. competent they to put stand him in, trial.
1: Yep. And he – They put him in another hospital. He he was put into basically a mental hospital. I don't know what the proper term of it would be right now, but Mendota state hospital the troubling thing is that you know his crimes infamy carried on texas chainsaw massacre buffalo bill and silence of the lamb psycho all this stuff so it's just interesting how as usual we're talking about the murderer not the victims enough right yeah i mean but this is like some crazy out there shit and then uh july 26 1984 he died in the state hospital of lung cancer 2000, someone stole his tombstone from the Plainfield Cemetery, but before that was stolen, people would chip pieces of his tombstone off and take him, which is weird. Oh, wow, yeah, like, that's weird. oh, I got a piece of Ed Gein's tombstone. And then Ed's 1949 sedan sold to this man named Bunny Gibbons, who was a fair owner who charged people 25 cents to see it. So they could see this... Automobile that he transferred the bodies and all this shit. There was Weird. like so much stuff that people were selling, wanting to take pictures of. His house actually burned down randomly, but they say there was no arson involved, but I'm sure there was yeah, something. I'm sure people looted that house too. I bet. Took everything out of there. Ugh. So that's the story of Ed Gein. Way nastier than I thought. Like I had heard yeah. of like a lampshade. And that was kind of it. I didn't know it was like full-on woman bodysuit and all this shit. So thank you, Jennifer, for asking me to cover that. We're all thoroughly disgusted yeah, now. Thoroughly. Although it's very intriguing. huh. <laughs> it's intriguing, but to know that like these were – You know, oh, the other thing I should say, though is thankfully, other than his two victims that he murdered, all the other people had been dead already. Not that that it makes it okay, but they never knew the exact number of victims that he really had. Right, because how do you know
0: who's a new victim or who was someone Mm -hmm. he pulled out of a grave? And
1: then they started trying to tie him to any missing missing persons case, and they don't really know – if he really had everything to do with all the other cases they were trying to link him to. But it was interesting, very disturbing. Yeah. I had no idea that Psycho was about him. And my mind's kind
0: of blown by that. There's so there's all this, like really cult classic movies
1: that are about mm-hmm. Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew the Buffalo Bill, but. <sighs> Wow, that's crazy. Well, I never even thought of Buffalo Bill. I had always just thought of Leatherface. So Mm. I – sorry, I have the hiccups from drinking wine. Drinking. (laughs) But it's it's disturbing, and I personally – blame a lot of that on his childhood and what his mother did to him like the brainwashing like women are evil women are bad yeah but there has to be something else well he never had a normal
0: life like i mean he was raised like this so i think mentally he was just maybe never developed in certain areas too yeah i mean i don't know i'm not a psychologist but i'm not
1: either but i think it has to be coupled with something else yeah honestly anyway Oof,
0: man I'm not going to sleep tonight
1: you're welcome
0: <laughs> well next week's episode which i'm so excited about <laughs> we are going to cover <laughs> urban names urban dictionary urban, dictionary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> urban names we're going to just talk about names woo yeah, I'm really excited about that. So, if you guys have anything, you know, send them in. Any, you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to hear what Melinda and Gina think this Urban Dictionary definition is. I'm excited.
0: I know. I'm excited for this one too. It's going to be fun. So, send them in blonde moments podcast at gmail.com or you can slide in our DMs. Um, we have our personal wow. pages and like we have church our- singing. Hey,
1: you're welcome. Yep.
0: And we have our uh, Blonde Moments podcast Instagram
1: as well. Send them in. Send them in. All right. So this blonde joke is super short, but I like it. Okay. How did the blonde break her leg raking leaves? Hmm. She stepped on it. She fell out of the tree. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>